The Father of the Revolution, Season 1, Episode 18. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 18 of the Sons of the American Revolution podcast, Revolutionary War Rarities. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Jim Maple. Jim, taxation without representation was a common phrase that we were all taught as the main reason for the American Revolution. Actually, the entire phrase is taxation without representation is tyranny. But do you know who was credited with the creation of that phrase? Well, Jim, you could be either talking about Patrick Henry or James Otis. Which one is it? Well, I'm talking about James Otis. Patrick Henry is another well-known troublemaker during the time leading up to the Revolutionary War, but few people know about James Otis. Patrick Henry wrote the saying in the Virginia Resolves in the response to the Stamp Act of 1765, but James Otis is generally given credit for coining that phrase. James Otis, like many of our founding fathers, considered himself as a loyal subject of the crown for many, many years. Ultimately, he played a major legal role in justifying many of the actions taken by colonists that led up to the American Revolution. So the writs of assistance were given to customs officers by England in order to begin enforcing the Navigation Acts. Smuggling had become rampant, and the writs would give a customs officer the ability to search any place, any time, without reason or justification. The customs officers were not even responsible for any damage that they may cause while searching for smuggled items. Although James Otis argued against the writs of of assistance, with a five-hour oration, he failed to win the case. However, according to John Adams, Otis was the flame of the fire with a promptitude of classical illusions, a depth of research, a rapid summary of historical events and dates, a profusion of legal authorities. Adams was also quoted as saying that Otis, then and there was the first scene of the first act of opposition to the arbitrary claims of Great Britain. Then and there, the child independence was born. The seeds of patriots and heroes were then and there sown. James Otis had 12 siblings, but only six survived to adulthood. The Otis family became very active in the revolution, having a total of four, James Otis and three of his siblings, who were active participants. Probably the best known of James Otis' siblings was his sister, Mercy Otis Warren. She married James Warren, who ultimately became the president of the Massachusetts Provincial Congress. James Otis is generally identified as the individual who proposed the Stamp Act Congress, which was the first joint meeting of multiple colonies. The Stamp Act Congress ultimately led to the First Continental Congress, which led to the Second Continental Congress, which led to the Declaration of Independence. So in 1764... James Otis wrote in the pamphlet, The Rights of British Colonies, asserted and proved that human rights are not derived from human institutions, but from nature and God. That assertion is later restated in the Declaration of Independence as inalienable rights. 
Now, toward the end of his life, James Otis suffered from mental illness. Documented by John Adams, Otis was raving mad, raving against his father, wife, brother, sister, and friend. By December 1771, Thomas Hutchinson wrote, Otis was carried off today in a post-chase, bound hand and foot. He had been as good as his word, set the province in a flame, and perished in the attempt. Sadly, on May the 23rd, 1783, James Otis was hit by a bolt of lightning and killed. He is buried in the Granary Burial Ground in Boston alongside numerous other revolutionaries, including Paul Revere, Samuel Adams, John Hancock, as well as the five individuals killed during the Boston Massacre. So, one should ask, without James Otis, would the revolution have occurred? I think the answer is yes. But James Otis played a critical role in establishing the grievances against England and putting them in legal terms which justified those opinions, and many of his sayings lived on in posterity. James Otis saw the atrocities of the British House of Commons and the laws that they passed. He participated in attempts to get the British to understand why those laws were unacceptable. But ultimately, his loyalist feelings toward the crown became focused on the rights of all men. Otis asserted that blacks had inalienable rights, and he favored extending the freedoms of life, liberty, and property to them. The idea of racial equality also permeates his rights of the British colonies in 1764, in which he states, The colonists are by the law of nature freeborn, as indeed all men are white or black. So, today the Sons of the American Revolution salute you, James Otis, for your dedication to the American Revolution, for giving all that you have. He was once quoted as saying, the only principles of public conduct that are worthy of a gentleman or a man are to sacrifice a state, ease, health, and applause, and even life to the sacred cause of his country. James Otis did that. James Otis was also quoted as saying, my dear sister, I hope when God Almighty in his righteous providence shall take me out of time into eternity, that it will be by flash of lightning. Indeed, he did say that. Sadly, James Otis experienced that too. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Joe Maples, and we thank you for joining us today. And please be sure to join us for the next episode of Revolutionary War Rarities. This has been a production of the National Society Sons of the American Revolution, www.sar.org.